0: Hi, mama. So excited to be here with you today as always. We are into the academy and oh my goodness, it is so amazing so far. I just wish you were there. Uh, I will keep you guys posted on when the next round is happening. Not sure when yet, but make sure you're in the Facebook group bitly that's b I T dot L Y slash morning mama Facebook group because that is where you're gonna get all the live time updates about what is happening, when it's happening and all of the things. So so make sure you're in there. It's also just such a great community of women that are seeking the same things. They're hungry for freedom, they're hungry for healing and they will not stop. So it's, you know, what whoever we're surrounded by is who we become. And, you know, I know these aren't in-person relationships, but when we, uh, you know, when you come to social media, make sure that what is surrounding you is positive and uplifting and pointing you towards Jesus. So, I hope to see you, and I also just love getting to know you. Like, it's one thing to just talk into a mic and not sure, not not know where it's kind of going, but then when I get to see your faces and hear your stories of what you're struggling with and how the podcast has impacted you, like I cannot tell you how much it. It sh- helps me. It encourages me. It uplifts me. It helps me uh, keep going when it's like, what is the point of this? Why am I spending so much time doing this? And it's like, this is it. You know, I mean, I know God called me to it, but sometimes we lose sight of that vision. And so I just thank you for all of you that have shared your stories and your encouragement. I can't tell you what it means to me. So make sure you're in there. Today, we are going to continue our series on being the temple of God and what that looks like. And this comes from a verse in 1 Corinthians 13 or 1 Corinthians 3 and we're going to dive into it in a little different approach today and talking about letting go of the self. Our culture is all about self right now and we're going to go into what that looks like and why God calls us to something different. So I'm excited to dive in. Hope you're having an amazing day and this makes it even better. (laughs) Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for, Okay, so we talked about in our last episode that we are called to be God's temple. So this is found in a verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. It says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple wow, this, when I was reading the Bible a, few, a couple months ago, uh, this, just, this verse just jumped out at me and it just hit me in the face. And that's, you know, how I hope that when you're reading the Bible, I hope you have these experiences where God just highlights things and, uh, makes your heart start racing and just gives you like these, these revelations that he just drops into your heart. And this is what happened for me. You know, I, I looked at this and it's like, oh my gosh, We are God's temple. And, you know, we last episode unpacked some of the ways that impacts how we approach life, how we approach treating ourselves. But today I want to go in a little bit different direction. And I want to talk about what the purpose of a temple is, right? So the purpose of the temple in the Old Testament is to worship God. The temple is where God dwells with his people. This is from the Bible Project. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a really great resource if you want to, you know, if you're just getting to know the faith and you just kind of want to understand some of those Bible stories, it's a, they break Bible stories down in these really short, amazing, uh, like animated movies, not even movies, like clips. And it just helps you understand it all. And, you know, some of us grew up with it. And so we could tell Daniel in the lion's den, you know, without having a Bible with us we could tell David and Goliath we could tell jonah and the whale you know it goes on and on but if you haven't grown up that way there are some amazing stories that you might be missing and so i had a friend specifically that was kind of new to, to following God in this way and she just started watching all of them and it just helped her kind of gain some of that bible knowledge uh, and you know we want to be reading the word as well but just you know in in passing when she was driving like when she had a minute to spare and you know she couldn't pick up her Bible, she could watch these videos. So anyways, that's just random resource I want to share with you. But this is what the Bible project says that the purpose of the temple is the purpose or the temple is where God dwells with his people throughout the biblical story. So if the people of God are the temple, that means it is through these people that God reaches the world. So the purpose of the temple is is for God to meet with us. It's for us to worship him. It's for us to be with him. It's for us to get to be filled, to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, and if the primary purpose of the temple is where we get to meet with God and worship him, and we are the temple, that means that our job is to worship God with our lives. And we're going to go to a- another verse that kind of just calls us out in some ways. But, but first, I just want to talk about why this is something that we need to talk about. <laughs> why it's important that we go here. And that's because our culture right now is telling us that we should always look at something to see what is in it for ourselves right? Our culture is always saying, well, what are you getting out of that relationship? What are you getting out of doing that project? What are you getting out of helping that person? What are you getting out of doing this? Like, it's all about ourselves. What do I get? If I help you, what do I get? If I serve in church, what do I get? And, you know, I I think some of the intentions are good. Like boundaries are good. You've heard me talk many times about boundaries, but I think our culture has taken it too far, and caring for ourselves is good. We talked about that in the last episode. If, if God is living within you, you need to take care of yourself because he wants to dwell in a place of excellence. And so that's important. But I think we take caring for ourselves, again, too far. And this is why. This is Romans 12, 1. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Wow, we are called to be living sacrifices. That is not pretty. (laughs) Like, that is not at all where our culture calls us. I looked up the definition of what sacrifice means. And, you know, sometimes the definition is to to kill an animal, to sacrifice it up to God. And I was like, okay, that's one meaning. And I think that actually is a picture of what it looks like to sacrifice. But another definition from Merriam-Webster says, To suffer loss of, give up, renounce, injure, or destroy, especially for an ideal belief or end. To suffer loss, to give up, to renounce um, okay, is that anything that we hear in our culture? This is like, I think if someone heard this and they didn't know Jesus and they didn't know, you know, the context, I think they would think, well, this is, you aren't, you should not do this. This is abusive. This is, you know, not good for you. You should get out of the, the relationship with the person that says this. This is not healthy. But if you're a Christ follower, and even if you have just a little bit of faith, you know that God. God's word is the Bible. The Bible is God's word. What he says in it is what he calls us to. And he is our maker. He created us. He knows us inside and out. He knows what we need more than anything, right? Like you, when you make something, you know it inside and out better than anyone else. You know what got put into it. You know what, uh, what ingredients is in it. You know what it needs. That is God. God. He knows exactly what we need. And so here he calls us to suffer loss, give up, renounce to be a living sacrifice. And you know, I talk about this cultural tension and and what why we're talking about this and you know, I feel that too. You know, I am working my hardest to align my life and my mindsets and my heart and my beliefs and everything with the word of God, but I've been living in the world For a long time, I mean, I've been following Christ, but living in the world, and I have adopted some mindsets from our culture that I didn't even realize. And so that's why it's so important that we talk about these things, because if we don't talk about it, we can't recognize how it differs from God's word, because it can be so sly. It can look like this is the right thing to believe. This is the right thing to do. But when we sit down and dissect it and we compare it to God's word, we're like, whoa, something's off here. And so I feel this you know, I struggle with this too. Like when I'm working on something and it's boring and I don't want to do it. It's like, maybe I should just not do this. Wow. This is so annoying. Why do I have to do this? And you know, that mindset comes in or when I'm helping a friend that needs support and you know, I have a million other things to do. And I'm like, what am I getting out of this? Why do I just keep giving and serving? And I have this, these thoughts come up and so if you have these thoughts, if if hearing this verse rubs you the wrong way and you're like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't even know if I agree with that. That's okay. Because that's what it looks like to, to work through our cultural mindsets. And it is happening with me all of the time. Our culture is constantly telling us to focus on ourselves, the self. Self-care, self-love, self-help selfies, like it's all about the self. And we hear that. And we think that those things will heal, heal us. We think that those things will make us healthier and happier. We think that that is where we find peace and fulfillment and what, what we need to be seeking. But we are deceiving ourselves because this is contradicting God's word. And anything that contradicts his word is only going to steal from us. It's going to steal joy, peace, contentment our purpose right like how often are we uh sidestepping our purpose because we're like "Mm, i don't know what i'm gonna get out of that i don't think i should say yes to that uh i think i need a self-care day now don't hear that and think that you should not care for yourself okay there's two sides to this and the other side of the spectrum is where we are so unhealthy because we are never thinking about ourselves. We're never doing anything for ourselves. We're never investing in ourselves. And that's not God's plan for you either. Remember, we just talked about this. You're a temple of the living God. You must care for yourself. It's it's essential. If you want to show up for the people in your life, if you want to be your best self, if you want to be able to step into your calling and your purpose, you've got to care for yourself. You've got to build up your body and build up your mind and build up your spirit and be ready to charge the gate. Can't charge the gate if you're hungry. You can't charge the gate if you're tired, right? So there's that side, right? So what does this look like? Like we have both sides, okay? You're telling me don't think about myself. You're telling me to sacrifice myself, but you're also telling me I need to take care of myself. Like how in the world do I have time for both? What does that look like? (laughs) And here's what I think it looks like. So this, this idea is kind of loosely based on Chelsea Joe Moore from the Systemize Your Life podcast. You, if you've been around here, you've heard how much I love her. And I'll be talking about her more soon. But she has this amazing system called the Fundamental Needs. And, it you know, there's other people out there that are doing similar things too. Essentially, it's this idea that you need to figure out what it looks like We've talked about this on here before too, what it looks like to care for yourself, body, mind, and spirit. What are those things that you need, right? You need seven to eight hours of sleep, maybe like seven to nine, seven to nine hours, right? You need to eat healthy foods that are going to nourish and fuel your body. You need to move your body in some form of exercise, even if that's going for a walk, Right? You need to make sure you're spending time with God and getting the bread of life, the Bible in you. Like, we can't live our lives without the bread of life, the Bible. So, what does that look like? You need to make sure you're having time with your husband and, and really pouring into your marriage, staying connected and uh, keeping it healthy. You need to make sure you have time to pour into your kids and, and be able to, to stay connected to them and feel good that you are parenting them, that, that you are the number one voice in their life along with their father. Figuring out if you need a coach or if you need a therapist, what kind of healing work you need to do to get yourself into a healthy place. Okay? So you figure out those things. You literally need to sit down and write down what does that look like? If you do Chelsea Joe's system, write down eight things, like one in each category. Like, okay, what does it look like to take care of your home? What does it look like to take care of your body? What does it take, look like to take care of your spirit? And kind of map that out. I've, I've In a past podcast, we talked about uh, body, mind, and spirit and what that looks like. How to, how to care for our body. How to care for our mind how to care for our spirit. And so however you want to divide it, sit down and map out what that looks like, what you need to be your full self, to be the person that God created you to be, to be a temple of the living God and to to live excellently. What does that look like? And you need to make those non-negotiables in your life. Like you don't sacrifice your sleep for Netflix because then the next day, that's going to run over, right? You don't sacrifice your nutrition because you're so busy that you you don't take time to eat healthy meals, right? You need to figure out how to make these non-negotiables in your life. And once you have that solidified, then you get to spend the rest of your, the hours, the rest of the week running hard towards Jesus, running hard, sacrificing big, Pouring into other people, giving generously, showing up for people. And sometimes, sometimes there will be moments where you need to sacrifice a little bit of sleep. Like, you know, sometimes at night, usually I just like to read a book or sometimes I'll do a little bit of work. And so usually that space is, is for me, but I know there are people, friendships and relationships I need to pour into. And so sometimes I will sacrifice that time at night for other people, but I know my limits. Like I know I can't do that more than once or twice a week or I'll get burnt out because I really need that night time to be whatever I choose to make it that night, you know, versus having something scheduled or somewhere to be. And so there are times where we'll sacrifice these things. It doesn't have to be perfect all the time. It doesn't mean that, you know, if your kid woke up a million times last night, like you shouldn't make it to church. I get it. You're tired and maybe need a nap and figure out how to to fit that in. But there are are things that we can't neglect for this this care of ourselves and vice versa. We don't want to give of ourselves too much that we neglect the care of ourselves. So it's really like, you you map it out, and you you do everything you can to make those non-negotiables, there's going to be exceptions, right? Like, moments, like I'm saying, but that doesn't, once it becomes the rule, that's where you're crossing the line. Like, once it's like, oh, well, every, you know, every once in a while, it'll be like, okay, there's, uh, two nights in a week that I am, uh, out and pouring into a relationship. And that's kind of too much for me. But if it's just one week out of the month or one week, every couple months, and that's okay. But if it starts to become two weeks every or two nights every week, then that's become the rule. And now I'm not giving myself what I need to show up best for my family, to show up best for God, to show up best for myself. Right. And so, we make them non-negotiables with a little bit of wiggle room because we want to hold to our commitments. That's really, really important. I think that that idea of holding to our commitments has kind of gone out the window. Like, you know, because this idea of self is such a, a big thing, we think, well, I don't feel like going here. I don't feel like doing this. I I, I just don't have the time. I, I need to take care of myself. And so we, we neglect our commitments to people and I, I don't think that's okay. Like plan far enough ahead that you know that you're going to be okay because you're taking care of yourself the rest of the week. Or, you know, it's a plan that you don't overbook yourself because then you know you're going to be exhausted and you're going to bail on someone. Show up for people. Hold to your word. It is important. Now, there's going to be exceptions, of course, like sickness, You know, sometimes you just don't realize how much you've overbooked yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, I really do have to cancel this time. But again, don't let that become the rule. Don't let that be what people expect of you. If you're doing it more than once to someone, that's probably something that they expect of you now. And I know this is a hard conversation and I hope there's no shame. I just pray against any shame being cast on anyone right now because it's not about that. But if we want healing, we have to align ourselves with God's word and God's word says that we are to be living sacrifices. And so when you begin to do that, when you begin to live as a healthy living sacrifice, right? Cause you're caring for your, your body and your mind and your spirit's needs. And then you're sacrificing. When you do that, you will feel the difference you're going to feel more energy. You're going to feel more purpose. You're going to feel more connected to God. You're going to feel proud of yourself because you're actually showing up for people. You're actually uh, doing what you say you're going to do. You're giving of yourself, which is like, you've probably experienced it, right? When you give of yourself, like when, you know, these like examples stand out, right? Because it's so clear in those moments when you decide to go and help out at a homeless shelter, when you decide to uh, give gifts to kids that don't get Christmas presents. Like think of those moments, right? I think we all have them at some point in our lives. It doesn't have to be those things exactly, but those moments where we're just kind of clearly giving generously. How do you feel? Right? You feel on top of the world. You're like, let's give all my money. Let's give all my time. And leading up to it, you're probably, you know, especially if it's like to go to somewhere like put like a homeless shelter. If you're going to go serve food there, you might be like, oh gosh, I don't want to go. Oh, I'm so tired. And gosh, maybe I'm going to be awkward. And oh, I don't really know how to cook. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing, right? There can be a million excuses and feelings that get in the way. But if you've ever pushed past those and showed up, remember what it feels like. It is life-changing. And that's how God wants to, us to live our lives. Not just once a year we go and help out. He wants us every day to be this living sacrifice, to be pouring into other people with everything that we have because we're caring for ourselves. Like we're going to have more of us because we're caring for ourselves. And and with that, we really need to change our mindsets around giving because yes, when we give, we do receive. Like it, it happens. But We cannot go in expecting that. I think it's so often because of where our culture is at, because of the mindsets we're surrounded by, that we, we go to serve at church or even just to attend church. And if we don't receive something, if we don't feel like it was life changing or, you know, really made a big impact on us, then we whine about it and we complain and we're like, why did I even show up? And maybe I shouldn't even go here. Maybe I shouldn't serve. And we, we focus on this, what we received. And that's all we're looking at. But what about being this living sacrifice? A living sacrifice means we give and we don't expect anything back. God is so good. And so he's going to give you stuff back. Like, believe me, I promise you that. But we can't go in expecting it back. And there's going to be moments where we don't feel it, where we don't feel the sermon. We don't feel the passion of serving. We don't feel it. But we have to push past that. That's what God calls us to be. And if God calls us to be that, then he's going to bless that, right? He wants only good things for us. So we have to trust him that if we sacrifice, if we live out the calling on our life, he is going to show up for us. He's going to bless us. And it might not be in that moment, but it's coming. But even if it wasn't, like how much has he already blessed you? Do you have legs that can walk? Do you have feet that work? Do you have parents? Do you have a house to live in? Do you have food to eat every day? Do you have clean water? Right? Like we so lose sight of these things that we are already surrounded by his blessings. Like, why are we asking for more? If we just keep our eyes fixed on what we're receiving, on what what we can get, we're never going to be satisfied because when you focus your eyes on that, you just want more and more, and that is all you can see. And never will that lead to satisfaction. And so the crazy, Thing is, God always has like these uh, minds, mindsets, this call that is seems backwards, right? Like he talks about the last shall be first and the first last. Like these things that don't make sense in our culture, in our world. And this is the same if we fix our eyes on what we're getting, we're not gonna get what we need. But if we take our eyes off of that and focus on what we can give, that is when we receive everything we need. So I want you to, right now, to figure out what you are going to begin sacrificing. Maybe this is saying yes to serving in your church. And I want you to sign up and I want you to go and do it with a joyful heart and don't look for what you're getting out of it. Don't even look for the impact you're making. Like, you know, you might get to see that, but you might not. You know, sometimes these we we serve people in these little ways and we never get to hear the story, but it doesn't mean that that we're not making an impact. You know, maybe that cup of coffee you're brewing helps someone feel safe because they have that warm cup of coffee in their hands and they feel their heart is then more open to hearing the message of Jesus and their life is transformed right? Or maybe you're, you're smiling and you're greeting them as they walk up to church and they're grumpy and they don't really smile back, but, but maybe inside they felt seen and they felt like, wow, this person's really excited to see me here, even though I feel so much shame and I feel like I shouldn't walk into the building of a church. So go and show up and serve with your whole heart and do not look for what you're going to receive, And maybe it is, you know, helping someone that is a couple steps behind you. You know, no matter where you're at in your healing journey, there's someone else a couple steps behind you. So maybe it is finding them, seeing them, you know, because maybe you think like, oh, gosh, I'm in this dark place and I'm alone here and everything is horrible. And I get that I've been there, but there's someone else that's even in a darker place or maybe someone else is right there next to you in that dark place. Reach out to them. Ask them how you can pray for them. Ask them you know, to grab some coffee and just talk about where you're at and, and what you're learning and what God is speaking to you, even when you're feeling this depression still, even when you're feeling this overwhelm still. Like, Figure out a way to serve someone in your life. What does that look like for you? Decide right now. What is that going to be? This is the source of healing. Now, if you're to a place in your life where you're like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Like, I I don't have time to care for myself with my kids and my job and everything swarming around me. There's nothing left to give. Where do I find this time? Where do I find this energy? And I want to say one, first, you need to get in line how to care for yourself in a healthy way, because it sounds like if that's you, you're probably not taking care of yourself like you're probably not getting enough sleep and you're probably not getting that exercise because you wouldn't be seeing things that way if, if if that is what you were doing like when we take care of ourselves we get filled up and we have enough to pour out and then secondly i would ask you to assess your life what what are you doing with your boundaries like are you saying yes to everything are you doing a job that really you don't need to be there or you're spending far too many hours or you're taking on responsibilities that aren't even yours? Assess your life and ask God to highlight areas that he might want you to change. Because you know I'm reading this amazing book right now. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's so good. And he reminds us that God says that his burden is light and his yoke is easy light and easy. Does, does your life look like that? Now there's going to be hard seasons and there's going to be hard work. It doesn't mean that, but the way that Jesus calls us to live, the way he calls us to carry those burdens is supposed to be light. And so if you don't feel that lightness, there's something off. And maybe it's in what you're saying yes to. Maybe it's in how you're seeing things. Maybe it's that you're not caring for yourself. You know, God can show you what those areas are. Or maybe you need to get creative. Maybe you need to take the time that you spend with your kids and cook a meal for someone or pick it up. Like whenever I deliver food to people, you know, who just had a baby or who are sick, I now just, you know, I'm not a good cook. So I I like, you know, order food for them. So maybe it's like going to pick up food and delivering it for them, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's cooking, making cookies for people. I feel a little bit more confident about that. <laughs> maybe you're an amazing chef and you don't have the same mindset as me. But like figure out what what you like to do, what brings you joy and figure out how to serve people with that and bring your kids in on that because, wow, is that going to impact them when they get to see what it feels like to give and to sacrifice for people? It's incredible. Or maybe you just had a baby and You're resisting help because, you know, just having a baby, that is a season just kind of of, of looking inward towards your family right you have to figure out the new rhythms of having this baby that needs you round the clock so I don't want you to hear this and be like okay I just had a baby two weeks ago and now I'm gonna go big cookies for my neighbor like no no let people serve you let them watch your kids let them if they ask for help tell them what they can do like let them in let them help you that is good because then think it's like the other end of this right You're giving them joy. You're helping them heal, right? Because they're getting to serve you and love you. So there are certain seasons where it's good to do that receiving. We want to allow people to do that. It's a blessing. But overall, if you're not in one of those seasons, figure out what it looks like to be a living sacrifice. Live your life this way. This is one of the things that's going to lead to your healing. Okay, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for this call. God, that feels so counterintuitive. God, a living sacrifice, it, it, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> but God, I trust you. And I've seen the fruit of it. God, when I sacrifice, God, thank you for the joy that you bring. Thank you for the the alignment and the peace that you bring in my heart, God. And so I just pray for everyone listening, God, that you would just help them see where culture has seeped in to their mindset, see how it's seeped into their beliefs, God, and just make clear what is your word and what is the world's word, God, and just bring perfect clarity over that, God. And we just pray for inspiration, for a call for uh, even a clarity of what to do to be this living sacrifice God and I, I pray they would learn how to take care of themselves Lord so that then they can pour out to others Lord and just show them what just a small step God right now that they could do God just have to be this big grandiose thing God show them how little acts of service can be this way that we sacrifice for people. God, we thank you, God, for this call. We thank you for uh, your backwards ways that really are what we need, God. And so I just thank you for this work you're doing in us. I pray you would continue it. We give you permission, God, to, to continue to align our minds and our hearts to you. We thank you, God, for everything you're doing in us. We thank you for all the blessings that we miss every day. God, you're so good. You're so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get morning mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.